Hello and welcome to the Remarkable CEO Podcast, a show dedicated to chiropractors who want to transform their job into a business so that they can have a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. With your hosts, Dr. Pete Camiolo and Dr. Stephen Franson. Welcome back to another episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. I'm Dr. Pete Camiolo. And I'm Dr. Stephen Franson. And we are having a money conversation because we are CEOs and it's the right conversation to have. Dr. Stephen, a couple of years ago, uh, you introduced this concept of uh, the, the fourth domain and you, you have always shared so uh, honestly and humbly how it was a area, it was a blind spot, a point of exposure. It's it was attraction, conversion, retention, attraction, conversion, retention. Then you realize all the problems that I'm facing as a coach have to do with the team. So there was a point of exposure, attraction, conversion, retention, now team. So we have the four domains. Well, guess what we introduced uh, about a year ago, Dr. Steven, is, was the fifth domain. And, and that has to do with money and collections. And I know that we teach this, you know, when we talk about it, looking at the accountability chart through the lens of the accountability chart, which is how your business functions. We look at the accountability grid and we start looking at the objectives of the 15 primary functions of your organization. There's a whole column that's dedicated to money related things, right? To, to the financial side of the business. And we're the purpose of a business is to solve a problem and make a profit doing that, right? So uh, Dr. Steven, I'm, I'm really you know excited about the fact that we we're doing this um, episode today. We're following this up with from the episode we did the last week with Dr. Ray Foxworth from Cairo Health USA, which is awesome talking about what we can do compliantly and legally, which I'm always happy to hear what we can do. And peace of mind, baby, peace of mind. Peace Let's sleep exactly. like babies at night, right? Exactly. So today is it's a subject that's really something you and I are so passionate about because we experience the blessing of it in our practices, right? We experience the, the benefit of, of the recurring revenue model. And, and that's what we're going to dig into today. So I'm, I'm really eager to have this conversation today. I know that for all of you who are going to listen, this is going to be, uh, again, just one of those conversations. You'll write a bunch of notes. We're actually going to give you some, we're actually going to do an exercise, Dr. Steve, I think today, aren't we? Yeah, we are. Uh, yep. You will need paper and pen today. So I will let you know that's and pull your phone out. So you have your calculator too. So get whatever. your calculator out. That's going to be some math <laughs> a little bit, probably towards the end. So if you're finishing your workout right now, like I usually am when I'm doing, listen to this podcast, yeah. uh, you'll, you'll have to wrap it in time to do this or go back and, and listen to the end. So Dr. Steven, let's, uh, let's jump in. So again, the concept, what we're going to talk about today is just the power, uh, and the, and the purpose of the recurring revenue model. So let's, uh, let's jump into the fifth domain money. Yeah, no, I love this conversation uh, because we end up in this conversation so often. Uh, very often we back into this conversation and we end up in this domain, right? In the fifth domain. Uh, so if this is a CEO podcast. So let's talk like, let's, let's have a CEO conversation, right? So we have a fiduciary responsibility for us making a profit while we solve, solve a problem for another person. Right? So as you put it, right? So we've got to make sure that uh, we are running profitable businesses, right? So we have a spirit in the remarkable practice and we say it quite often that money follows value. The first time I heard that was from my friend, Garrett Gunderson. I loved, I loved that expression. So money follows value. And we introduce so much value into our communities. I really think that chiropractors, you guys, 
should be the highest paid people in town or among the highest paid people in town. If money follows value, and we think about the valuable service that we provide in our communities, you should be incredibly abundant, right? So that's the spirit of this conversation is money follows value. I've raised my children on that. Come on, I say that to our kids all the time. It's like, don't focus on the money, focus on delivering value and you have more money than you know what to do with, right? So that's always the spirit of our conversation and the spirit of the remarkable practice. So I hope that resonates with you. So, you know, as we pull back the curtain on this, you know, on this conversation, sometimes it's a wonky or an uncomfortable conversation for people. I want to free you of those chains, right? So, you know, this is about being abundant, right? And showing up and having an abundant attitude. And, and it's the perspective of money follows value frees you of that, right? It gives you this lens through which is like, let me focus on just delivering more value. So that being said, let's give you some constructs to operate inside of so that you can do this right, right? So, you know, we, we like to say that for your financial plan or for your, the way you charge for your services, uh, you need to have the construct. And the construct, we go back to our beloved Venn diagram. We said, in order for uh, this um, to be successful inside of the remarkable practice model, there's, there's three criteria that have to be met. You know, your financial plans must be purpose-driven, they must be possible, and they must be profitable, right? So let's talk about this first one, purpose-driven. So uh, again, we're going to be very careful not to project our philosophies on you, but we're going to use our philosophies to illustrate, right? So I'm just going to ask for grace and permission here to be able to use my philosophy. And Dr. Pete, you know, we've had this conversation a thousand times, so I can speak for both of us here. And I know our philosophy around the way we practice was ultimately we wanted to see as many families as possible get back to wellness. <laughs> That's just the, the premise of everything that we do, right? So if you look at purpose driven, if that's your purpose is to get as many families as possible back to wellness, right? That implies that you're a lifetime family wellness care practice, right? So it's like, okay, so if that's the practice model, your financial model has to match that, right? So you show me how the money works in a business and I'll show you the culture of that business, period, hard stop, right? So you got to get this right, right? So it's got to be purpose-driven. And if your, your vision story is a, is a reflection of your purpose and your core values, I should be able to see that in your financial plans, right? And, you know, this is an example of your behaviors being in align with your core values and your vision story. So if you've been following our content, you've heard us say that's where success lives, right? So this is how that's lived out, right? So financial plans have to be purpose-driven. You need to look at that and say, well, if this is a family wellness practice, like lifetime family wellness implies that you've got multiple family members, multiple generations getting chiropractic care on a regular basis, and you have to ask the question, or it's like, would that be possible, right? Which is where the second domain comes in here, or the, sec the second sphere in this Venn diagram. Is it possible? Like, would a family be, is it, would it be possible for them to make that happen, right? So I use the word possible instead of affordable, right? Because I really think the word possible is more powerful because it implies that it's, the onus is on us to establish value. Right. So we have a role in our community and our role is to create value, then deliver value so that we can add value and then capture value. That's this conversation. Creating value is making sure that people understand how their body really works and really heals, what their role is in their health and how they have influence over that outcome and experience and the role of the chiropractor and chiropractic in that experience. Right. So is it possible? Could people do it? Right. So 
Now you have to ask yourself, all right, is it purpose-driven? Yes. Is it possible? Could families actually do it? And then finally, is it profitable, right? So like you said, Dr. Pete, in the opening, the purpose of a business is to make a profit while solving a problem for another person, right? So the, at the end of the day, people ask the question, is my business or my practice scalable? And I'm like, great question, but it's not the best question. The best question is, is should I scale this business, right? And that means that implies that it's profitable, right? There's some businesses that shouldn't be scaled, right? The first thing you have to say is, is this thing profitable so that I can scale this business? Purpose-driven, possible, and profitable. So this is absolute gold, what we're walking through. So I want to unpack each step, Dr. Steven. This is, again, really important. So as you're listening, we, act, we actually want you to audit your business right now in your own mind. Be thinking through this. Okay, so Dr. Steven, you just walked through the, the three elements. And one of the things that we teach is that it's when those three things are done at the same time, that's where alignment is. So alignment is being able to check the box for, is it purpose-driven? Yes. Is it possible? Yes. Is it profitable? Yes. So for example, you may say, um, it is on purpose. So my mission is also to see families, help families get back to wellness. That's my purpose. I have, I share that. I resonate with you, Dr. Stephen. That's one of the reasons why I like listening to you guys on the podcast, whatever. So yes, my, I believe mine are, how would you determine whether it is? Well, you'd have to look and say, is it possible? So is the, the person, the avatar that you're attracting, that you want to attract and retain collecting ideal patients, right? That's what retentions we collect. So are we collecting them? So I could quickly go into your vital signs and look and say, okay, let's look at the landscape of who's here, who's here right now. So we can get a quick look and an audit of your business. You can do a quick audit of your business. If we just look, and we're going to get into that in just a minute. I know Dr. Steven, but so is it possible? And how do you determine if it's possible? How do you determine that? Do you base that based on you as a doctor's income? Who are the, what's the average people in your community? What type of a community do you serve? Where are you? Are you in a major metropolitan area? Are you out in a rural area? I don't know what the standard of living, cost of living is in your area. What's the median income in your area? You have to really understand and know. So you can't, two people in two totally different markets can't have the same conversation and compare. The, the question is, is, is it purpose-driven? Check. Regardless of where you are in the world, you have to be able to answer that question. And this goes back to, like you said, Dr. Steven, your core values, your vision story, your purpose for being in business, number one. Number two is, is it possible? This is very much related to who you are, knowing who you are and where you are and who you're serving. That's going to answer that question. And then the third is, and this is the, the big one here, is it profitable? Okay. And this is where I think a lot of the servant hat versus business hat conversation comes in. It's like, hey, what is your servant hand doing, your business hand? And this whole idea, you, you can have your servant hat on all day long and you could be hemorrhaging, right? Left and right. You could be paying your patients to become patients in your practice. And I've had this happen to me, Dr. Steven, I'm sure you've had it to you. Any on-purpose chiropractor had this happen. You're like, I just paid them for an adjustment, $2 <laughs> yeah. actually. Yeah. Sanity check here for a second. $2 to get yeah. adjusted from me today. Um, yeah. and, and it's, it's, you know, it's hard to you know have that revelation when you re when you understand that and you're like whoa, so the question is you know is it profitable, 
And we can go to so many layers of depth on this, actually. We're keeping it high level today. And, for and, the conversation. We, and we're gonna. And but we're gonna. We go are there. gonna go. Actually, we are. We're gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna. Yeah, we're gonna open up some stuff here. But yeah. those three things, you have to audit your business. And I encourage you to do that. And so we're going to get into some mathematics here today. But Dr. you don't want to, I want to, oh, you're going to jump in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what? I, as I was listening to you, Dr. Pete, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, you know, let's use a different scenario to illustrate this just briefly, okay? Because yeah. I want to make sure that people understand that we have a very broad landscape of chiropractors that listen to this podcast, right? And frankly, are in the remarkable practice. So, you know, you know I'll, I'll say a tip of the hat, kudos to one of our awesome remarkable practice DCs, Dr. Jody Sarah has a different vision story, right? So he has a different model of, of a practice. Dr. Jody is somebody who takes care of some of the top athletes in the world. Like, so for example, he's in LA right now, he's adjusting OBJ, right? To get ready for the Super Bowl, right? So uh, Jody is a phenomenal principled chiropractor who's extraordinary and his passion is working with athletes to optimize their performance and longevity, right? Because what he knows in his head and his heart is these people are amazing at showcasing the power of chiropractic care to the world. When you have a high profile athlete who gets on social media and says, Dr. Jody and his awesome chiropractic care has made all the difference in the world. Follow OBJ. You'll see him talking about Jody, sir. Maybe we can get Dr. Jody and maybe we'll talk OBJ into getting into the podcast. We'll interview OBJ. Just his perspective on chiropractic is super powerful, right? I'm putting in that. I'm putting that out there. God, let's make that happen. Right. So here's the deal. That's a different, that's a different model. I hope you guys hear that. It's like, he's saying, it's like, I work with top level athletes because it's a great showcase for chiropractic around the world. Think about that. It's phenomenal. Right. So is his, the fact of the matter is he's in LA right now. Is that purpose driven? Okay. So is, is he, is it possible for OBJ to pay for the care that what Jody's going to charge him? And I'll tell you right now, he's going to charge him a pretty penny. Well, this athlete's a eight figure, you know, athlete. So it's absolutely possible for him to fly Jody around and pay for his hotel and all his expenses and pay for this care. It's like, this guy has massive value for staying on the field and, you know, catching footballs. Right. So, and then uh, is it profitable? Absolutely. Now, Jody, when he's trying to figure out what to charge OBJ and the other athletes, he's got to make sure that it makes sense for him because he has to leave his practice and, and he's got to fly and he's got to spend time, et cetera. So, He's, you know, when we were helping him land on what is he going to charge these professional athletes? And, you know, it was, it was the exercise of, well, is this purpose driven? Is this possible? And is it profitable? Yeah, I love this. This is, and, and so again, as you're listening, I know we've got a lot of different practice models and types because I know many of you I speak to on, on a regular basis and you're doing different things in your practice. So this is the, the, the essence of the exercise is to simply evaluate where you are at right now. Okay, so we talk about brutal facts. Brutal facts is what is it? How is it right now? And so let's do an assessment of that right now and say, okay, is it purpose driven? Your financial plans? Is it possible based on your avatar and the type of business and practice you are creating and want to create? And is it profitable? Those are the three questions. So, Dr. Steve, we talk about uh, this idea of having, you know, talk about the quality of the, the revenue. We, we talk about this a lot, like the quality of revenue could be different between, um, you know, multiple different types of practices. And we see multiple different types of practices, but I want to, I want to unpack this a little bit today as well, because I think that, you know, at the end of the day, you talk about the four seasons of the chiropractor's career. We're talking to CEOs, it's launch. Okay. Build, 
scale, and then exit. And the exit that we want to have is what we call a graceful and profitable exit. We talk about that. So I know we're going to get into some fundamental exercise of where's your practice right now, but we are also with our eye on exit. One day you're all going to exit. Hopefully it'll happen gracefully and profitably at the timing that's you part of the, the right at the right time. Okay? That's right. So we're not pushing anybody towards that. We're just saying one day it will happen for every single one of us. So the, the, the question of quality, Dr. Yep. you and I were, t- we were chatting before this call, we talked about quality and it was really great to have that conversation because you and I both know from going through the four seasons and, and through profitable and graceful exits, how important it is to really get this right. And then seeing other practices that are maybe moving towards that, but they're not prepared because it's right. not going to be graceful or profitable. Um, it's more of a, a liability than an asset situation there. It's about quality of revenue. We want to talk about that now because it's really important, guys, to get this right. So the exit, Dr. B, for so many people, they're thinking about like exit is you sell your practice, you get paid for the asset that you sold, right? So asset value is one way to look at, you know, what is my practice worth, right? So the, the analogy here, though, is much like what we teach our patients. It's not just about your health outcome, right? It's about your health experience. So what we're talking about here today is about creating a high quality revenue so that your experience of owning your practice over the next three years, 13 years, or 33 years is a great experience, right? So high quality revenue, you'll never regret building a business to sell it, right? So it's so much more profitable and frankly, more fun and more fulfilling to own and run that practice. So I don't want anybody to shut their brain off and be like, oh, exit, they're going to have an exit conversation. It's like, hey guys, we all know the saying the when's the best time to build an oak tree or plant an oak tree 50 years ago. Right. So what's the next best time today. Right. So in that spirit, you know, you might be two years in practice or 12 years in practice or 22 years in practice, whatever this conversation is very much for you. Okay. So let's look at, you know, building high quality revenue, right? There's high quality revenue and low quality revenue. You'll understand that by the time we finish up here today. So Dr. B, I'm going to pull it all the way back to the four agreements. Because it's important that everybody understands the construct around how do we arrive at our financial plan. So you guys know the four agreements. This is our conversion formula, but it's also a reconversion formula, right? So when everybody, but anybody has to make a decision to invest their time, energy, focus, and money in their mind, yeah, that's a conversion, okay? So you have to address every single conversion and reconversion from the perspective of what we call the four agreements. And this is how people will process and make a decision. So don't blow it. There's problem, goal, path, plan, okay? Problem, goal, path, plan. So the problem, the problem is where are you now, right? So let's talk about people's health, right? So if your health is sideways, it's jacking up your life, right? So it's it, you don't feel the way you want to feel. You don't function the way you want to function. In other words, you can't do the things you have to do and the things you want to do. That's the problem. That's why people show up. That's why people raise their hand, they call your office, they click the link, you know, whatever it is, that's why they show up in the office. That's why they convert, right? Um, my life, my, my health is not where it's supposed to be, where I want it to be, and it's, and it's screwing up my life, okay? So that's the problem. This, it's called the life effect, right? So the, 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 the goal is, what am I trying to accomplish here? What's the objective, okay? What's the outcome I'm looking for? I'm willing to spend my time, energy, focus, and money to get this desired outcome. Okay. And the goals as we teach it is there's an immediate goal, short-term goal, long-term goal. The immediate goals are usually like, I want to feel better. And then the short-term goals, I want to function better so I can do the things I have to do. And I want to function better so I can do the things that I want to do. Right. So now we have problem goal path. 
Path is the clinical recommendations for care. This is what you need to do to get what you want, right? And as we teach in the remarkable practice, it's, listen, recommendations are based on two things. Your goal is my findings. Okay, so notice problem goal, right? Your goal is my findings, right? So those two things come together and they tell us what you need to do to get what you want. So here we are, problem goal path, which is the clinical recommendations for care for what they need to do to get what they want. And then there's the plan. And the plan is the financial plan. It's the financial agreement. What does it cost and how am I going to pay for it? Dr. P, what we see over and over again is we talk to our, you know, we have conversations with hundreds and hundreds of chiropractors. And when you say, all right, so talk to me about your care plan, they immediately start talking about their financial plans. I'm like, bro, <laughs> listen, <laughs> those are two different things. I'm asking you about your clinical care plan. Tell me about your care plan first. And that is separate and distinct from yeah. the financial plan, which is the conversation we're having right now is the financial plan, which is what does it cost to get what I want and how am I going to pay for it? You know, I'm just going to unpack this for a minute because we're up in this space all day, every day with, you know, with the practices we get to work with. And I'll tell you something right now, I, I, the practices that actually do this really, really well actually understand this, that if this is sideways, I, it most likely will translate into a sideways financial situation for you in a business. If you don't no get doubt. this right within each individual, it'll translate to exactly the way it's going in your business right now. Because you know, it's, it's the same energy. It's, it's, it's the same exact philosophy and energy subluxation pattern. So one of the things that we, we talk about, like you just said, it's a conversion and reconversion formula, and it's absolutely critical to get this right guys. And we're not doing a co conversion conversation here. I, I'd encourage you to get to Orlando though, May 13 and 14. If you're listening to this before 2022, May 13 and 14, I encourage you to get to Orlando if you're in North America, because we're going to be training on a lot of these things, but I'll tell you right now, you've got to get this right folks. But the differentiation between the path and the plan, I'm just want to pause here for a minute because, you know, a lot of times the patients, you, the question is who's leading the conversation. And oftentimes we're trying to meet the patient where they're at, right? We confuse empathy with leadership. It's not the same, which empathy is connecting with somebody and understanding their problem. Leadership is actually giving people ownership, empowering people to make great decisions in their life. That requires a leader and a leader has to see ahead, right? You see where you need to go and you lead. So I see too often we, we sacrifice leadership for some sort of a connection, thinking it's the it's going to be better on the front end. And eventually they'll come around and then they'll want to stay with us because they're going to love us. And so we, we make too many compromises, guys. I Such see a this. good word. It, it happens. It's happening, guys. It's happening. We're allowing these things. We're tolerating this. I'm telling you, we're tolerating this. And it's, it's, it's completely subluxating your financial destiny as a business owner and your practice. It's going to be filled with heavy people and it's going to be painful. So- Pete, yeah, Pete, that's yeah, such a, that's a powerful thing. You I want just want to double down on what you just said there, right? So because you just dialed in such clarity around a common subluxation is the difference between empathetic connection and leadership, right? So for, you know, I hope this just, I, I, I know that for one person listening right now, this is the reason you were listening to this podcast, right? So empathetic connection creates the trust that you'll need to be able to lead the person. Those are two separate and distinct things. The empathetic connection creates the trust that makes the person available for you to step into a leadership position in that order. Pete, that's friggin' nugget right there, man. So, so with this, in this conversation, um, one of the things that we have to make sure, Doc, that you do is you make the agreement of the path, which is your care plan, 
before you make the agreement to the, the plan, which is the financial agreement. It, it's absolutely critical to get this in order. And I see what happens is we try to merge them or we try to put the one before the other. And I'm telling confusion. you, both of those create confusion and confusion never converts. And if it does convert, it didn't. They just started. They didn't convert because they're leaving, right? So it, it's, it's, it's really critical that we get the first, uh, uh, well, the, the agreement on the path first and on the path, you're making two very fundamental commitments. And again, we're not going to get into this today, but it's the agreement to investing the time to get what they want and the agreeing to invest the energy to get what they want. We make those agreements first. I don't, we don't pause full stop. We don't move forward to, well, just tell me what, what it's going to cost me, doc. Show me the money. You know, like, nope. We, 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 we make this. <laughs> I love that question when they interrupted you and you're like, sorry, your recommendations. It's like, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's like, what does it cost? I'm like a million dollars. And they'd look at me and they're like, I'm, I'm, and I'm deadpan. I'm a good poker player, man. I'm like deadpan. It's a million dollars. And they're like, looking at me and I'm like, and they're like, come on, really? What is that? I'm like, well, what if it was? What if it was a million dollars? Okay, so good news, it's not a million dollars. It's a half a million dollars. And they laugh and I'm like, well, okay, I'm sorry. It's not a fact. It's a hundred thousand. I'm like, Pete, what's the number? At what number do you say, yeah, my health's not worth it? And they'd go, oh. Or they'd be like, how often do I need to come? I'm like, every day. And they're like, what do you mean every day? I'm like, every day for a year. <laughs> they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, what if it was, Pete? What if it was seven days a week for a year? Would you do it? And they're like, looking at you like you're out of your mind. And like, good news is it's not seven. It's not seven times a week for a year. It's five times a week. <laughs> and I won't laugh. I'll just look at them. They're like, no, no, I was going to do four. It's three times. A week. You ask like, what is the number? What's the visit frequency? You're like, yeah, my health's not worth it. Dr. Pete, man, just, we could do this all day. <laughs> so, so I just want to, so we're going to, I know we, we're going to keep rolling, but I want to ask these same questions to you regarding your finances. Cause a lot of times as a chiropractor at business, like my problem, my question is what's the problem right now? Like, where's the pain point when it comes to your finances right now? Number, number two is what's your goal, right? What's the goal? Where is it that you want to be? Do you know where you want to be ultimately? Do you want to, do you know where you want to be next? What's your immediate goal when it comes to finances in your, in your business? What's the path? And we can help you with that. I mean, I think one of the things, Dr. Stephen, we, we really help a lot of doctors who come in and, and we meet with is really get on the right path to building that practice that's going to be scalable the right way and is going to be profitable and is going to be a, a graceful and profitable exit one day. And then, you know, what's the, the, the plan to get there, right? What are you on a plan? Are you, are you focused? So we could extrapolate the same conversation that you apply to your patient to you. We're not going to do that necessarily, but we do, we are going to doc. Cause I think we're going to get into this little bit of math here, yeah. um, here before, before we wrap today, but the, the, this conversation of differentiating the, the path and the plan is so important. It's a financial model, financial plan. It's a financial agreement. The path is clinical recommendations. We that's let's right. just make sure we're crystal that's clear right. leaving this podcast today that, that that's where we're at, Dr. Steven. So now let's talk about doing these plans right. Because we promise you we're going to get to recurring revenue model, right? So I want everybody to understand this is like we're going to end this conversation where we started it, which is about creating high quality revenue. Okay. So we're going to talk about this how to structure your plans, right? So you're coming to this fourth agreement. Here's the financial plan. This is what it costs. And this is how you're going to pay for it, right? So there are different structures that you can do. If you want to learn more about this, we had a full conversation with this with Ray Foxworth from Chusa on the last episode. You can go back and listen to that afterwards. So you can just 
have the confirmation and affirmation that this is the how to do it, right? So put together these financial plans and there's so many dynamics here, Pete. So when you put together a structure, it creates something that um, promotes, frankly, compliance and retention, which is so critically important because frankly, that's where all the success lives, right? So you know, I believe that we're in the compliance business, right? So when people comply to their care plan, everyone wins, right? So when people comply and follow your recommendations, doc, whatever those recommendations are. So please don't get hung up on your limiting beliefs around, around recommendations. Whatever your recommendations are, when patients comply to your recommendations, they get better health outcomes, okay? Number one, so it's better health outcomes or results for the patient. Number two, they will stay under regular care, right? So retention goes up. And as the results go up and they stay under regular care, happy people send more people. So guess what? Referrals go up, okay? So when, re when you look at results go up and retention goes up and referrals goes up, guess what else goes up? Revenue. So every, I'm, we're in the, we are in the compliance business, Dr. Pete. So you know, when you look at your financial plans, show me how the money works and I'll show you, how the cult, I'll show you the culture of that business. If, the, if you want the culture of your business to be compliance, You've got to set up the financial plan so that they dri it drives compliance, not competes with compliance. Okay, that right there, that you should be underlining that for my note takers. You've got to design your financial plans so that they actually drive compliance and retention, not competes with compliance and retention, right? So there's a couple of fundamentals. Having a care plan laid out for somebody, you have to have a financial plan that runs parallel to that. Right, something that makes that sensible, right? So you look at a care plan, that's the, the recommendations of care, the clinical side, then you set up the financial plan. So if somebody commits to that care plan, set up the financial side of it too. So they, they could have choices. Structure could be like, I'm gonna do a prepayment and do a, like a one-time payment, or maybe I'm gonna do monthly payments, or maybe I'm gonna do a down payment plus monthly payments, which is a very popular way to do it, to make that monthly payment more palatable. Look, we all know the truth, most people don't walk into a corrective chiropractic environment or a, or, or a wellness oriented. They don't have expectations that I'm going to be under regular care. Let's call it, uh, let's just call it what it is. So that first payment will come out of that unexpected fund that everybody has. My transmission broke down, my refrigerator's on the fritz, right? There's some kind of a emergency fund. We call it our peace of mind fund. That's where that first payment's going to come from. All the subsequent monthly payments, that has to be part of a family budget. So you got to set this thing up right so that it's budgeted out, right? So now I like monthly payments, okay? So you can do a down payment plus payments. I like the monthly payment. I want it to be into a family's budget. So they're not making a decision every visit, never mind every month. When are we, are we going to continue our chiropractic care? Just knock that down, set it up. Monthly payments work best. And then of course, there's the holy grail, which is moving those monthly payments into auto debit or EFT, electronic funds transfer. So Dr. Pete, I learned this lesson when I was uh, creating the bonfire supplements is in the supplement industry, the 800 pound gorilla, they call it, is auto ship, auto debit, right? So what they showed was people that were on auto debit, their retention was 8x, eight times a multiplier. Just think about that. There's almost nothing you could do to increase retention by eight, right? So I knew immediately, it's like, we absolutely have to do that. Make sure that everybody is on a monthly payment, an auto debit. Again, show me how the finances work and I'll show you the culture of that business. So powerful. I mean, there's just been so much gold in this episode and, and I can't believe this is just one podcast episode. <laughs> Actually, I'm like, we're going oh, we're to school. Done. We are going to school and we're not done. That's, like, that's what I'm saying. We're, we're not done. 
So again, the, you know, just I want to bring everybody back. So you've said a lot, Doc, and we we've said you know quite a bit here. But I, the one thing that stood out to me is that your care plan, your financial plan, should drive compliance, not compete with compliance and retention. They should drive and not compete. That's an auditing question that you need to be able to ask yourself. And I could I could look at your practice metrics over the last three years, Doctor Stephen. We could look at that and say is that happening, right? We can simply look at some of the, the KPIs for retention, looking at your KPIs. We could tell you right now whether or not that's happening. Now there's further upstream things that might be happening, like lack of training, poor communication. You know, there could be other things that have caused that. You may have great plans, but maybe not great execution of that, right? So there's other levels, layers too, but we're, we're, we're having a conversation about alignment. Is it purpose-driven? Is it possible? Is it profitable. We're talking about the structure of the plans, the pricing of those plans, the options that we have with that, again, driving outcomes. And the outcome of the recurring revenue model should be two things, two things. This is, this is going back to the heart, right? Heart, head, hands, feet, back to the heart. One is peace of mind. And number two is abundance. This is what this is going to create for you. It's going to create that. So the auto debit, the EFT, this recurring revenue model, it's not only is it profitable, it's actually compliant. It's legal. We learned about that. If you're if you're curious about that, you can go back and listen to that previous episode because there's people that are, you know, that are paid to, to do those types of things and figure that out. And we're we're following their leadership on that, right? So, Dr. Steven, if there's if there was ever a good time to start a recurring revenue money, it's this post-COVID situation, right? Oh, and yeah, this, no. This question. is an ideal time. You know, everybody's so used to this idea of like touchless, paperless, uh, you know, just walking in like people. So if you hadn't done this previously, this, in your is, practice, the time. this is the perfect time just to roll this out. So if, if that's not being done, I'm going to encourage you to start this. If you're already doing it, but you say, we got to get a greater percentage of our people into that. Then again, our encouragement is to, your goal should be, again, my goal was 90 plus percent of people on an, on some sort of an EFT. So you've got to get your goals. You got to get your numbers up to that point. Yeah. So one of the blessings of St. Corona uh, was, uh, that we can shift as many, we can make as many changes and shifts in our practice and our business models as we can. Now's the time, right? So this would be one of the many of them moving people over to EFT and auto debit, okay? Uh, and just, you know, letting your patients know, hey, well, listen, you know, with Corona or COVID, we're, you know, we're, you know, hashtag COVID, we're going to be reducing the number of transactions and collisions at the front desk, right? So we're, we're cutting down on our traffic at the front desk, the handling, et cetera, whatever, however you want to describe it, we're moving everybody onto auto debit. You want to use this credit card. It's like such an easy thing. And so many of our, of our patients have been like, oh my gosh, our patients are like, oh yeah, absolutely. Totally makes sense. Stay safe, dog. That's <laughs> like, you know, those are that whole big idea, right? So Here's the deal. I want to make sure that we sink the hook here, Pete, right? So I'm going to make you guys, you guys are going to, you guys are going to do an exercise right now. And I want you to get out a piece of paper and a pen because I want you to see how this plays out and how it, it could have played out. Okay. The, the, the life of possibility versus the life of probability, right? So, and to moving forward, how you're going to change things, right? So um, first things first, write down the number of years you've been in practice. Okay. So first number, number of years that you've been in practice. Second number, the number of new patients that you have converted per month on average. Okay, so number of new patient conversions on month. Just, just guess. This doesn't have to be precise. It'll be accurate for you. Like number of new patients that convert to care per month. Now we're going to multiply that by 12. That's going to give you the number of new patients that convert to care per year. We're going to multiply that number 
by the number of years you've been in practice. That new total should be the number of new patients that have converted to care in your career. In other words, the number of people who have said yes and started as patients in your office, right? Once again, number of years in practice, number of new patients that you convert per month times 12, which give you a number of new patients you convert per year. Multiply that by the number of years you've been in practice. That's going to give you a, a patient case total over your career. Circle that number. Okay. Now I want you to take 10% of that number. Take 10% of that number. It's going to give you a new number. Take that new number, the 10% number, and I want you to split that in half, 50-50. And we're going to call one group the wellness patients and the second group, the other group, the maintenance patients. So we got wellness care patients and maintenance care patients. Okay. If it helps you in your mind, you might think of the wellness care patients as those people that are at once a week and the maintenance patients are those people that are at every, every other week, twice a month. Okay. Just, just for illustration. So we have now two groups of people. We have our wellness patients and our maintenance patients. Now, what I want you to do is take that number of wellness patients, multiply it by 200. And the number of maintenance patients, I want you to multiply that by 100. You should have two numbers there, two figures. I want you to add those two numbers together. Put a dollar sign on that and circle it. That is the amount of money that you should be seeing landing in your operations account, your checking account for your practice every month, month in and month out, EFT auto debit. Had you been following this system for your entire career? I'm just going to let you sit with that number for a minute. So my question is, look at that number. <laughs> look at that number as it stares at you on the page. Are you seeing that come into your practice, into your checking account on the 5th and the 15th of the month, just dropping right into that checking account, auto debit EFT? Dr. Pete, you and I had this conversation. It was, you know, we both had a smile on our face because we ran this model. We both did it. And we both arrived very close, very close numbers, right? So, you know, as we, you know, as we close up today's episode, you know, you can imagine this pain on the line right now. People are looking, shaking their head, being like, oh my gosh. Uh, but we all know that um, that's looking in the rearview mirror. Let's look forward. Looking over your shoulder, you, we assess and we learn. We learn where do we win and what do we learn, right? So if you've learned today that, you know what, I'm so happy that we've done this and this is a win for us, maybe you're looking at it and you're shaking hands and I cannot believe that um, I've delivered all of this value and not captured the value. I can't believe I've delivered all this value over time and not captured the value because we know money follows value. So tomorrow, tomorrow's a new day. <laughs> so as we look forward and we plan and we prepare to execute for 2022 and beyond, know that you can take this model and you can audit your own financial plans as it stands right now. And you can make sure that your financial plans and your pricing are, uh, are purpose-driven. They are possible and they are profitable because you know that you show me how the money works and I'll show you the culture of that business. Please stick around for more business insights from this week's bonus interview with our remarkable success partner dedicated to helping you more successfully help more people. Enjoy.
What's up, Remarkables? Hey, uh, I'm excited to be introducing you to a great friend of mine, somebody who I actually have in my accountability group, uh, who's a brilliant business mind. Uh, he's got an awesome chiropractic story and a chiropractic family, uh, and he runs an extraordinary service for so many of our Remarkable Practice practitioners. One of our success partners from Fortis, you may know them as um, the Fortis that does your merchant account. So uh, this is Jonathan Mackleys. Jonathan, say hi to our CEO listeners. Hello, everyone. Dr. Stephen, thanks for having me. Oh, man, I'm excited for this conversation. So, you know, the spirit of our success partnerships, it's, you know, we have you as a success partner because we recognize that you can help our listeners, you can help our doctors help more people. So um, you've grown up in this chiropractic space. Why don't you give us a quick thumbnail sketch of your history? How did you end up where you are right now and as such a champion of chiropractic and how have you brought your two passions together, business and chiropractic and produce this extraordinary service? Yeah. So the, the rapidly condensed version is uh, my dad enlisted in the Marine Corps in the 1969. He ends up getting uh, hit in the side of the head. He's uh, goes from 165 down to 86 pounds, full quadriplegic in a wheelchair. The Marine Corps tells him he's never going to walk again. They send him all over the country to try and figure out what is wrong with him. He eventually goes with my grandmother who was seeing a chiropractor who was helping her with her Addison's disease because when she would get adjusted, she could take half of her medication and it worked just as well when she wasn't getting adjusted, taking the full medication. So she, go, she eventually gets my dad to go see this chiropractor. That chiropractor was Dr. Ian Grassum. Uh, Dr. Ian takes an x-ray of my dad. His atlas is cut off his spinal cord, but luckily there's no structural damage. Uh, 30 days later, or sorry, uh, 60 days later, he has my dad riding a bicycle. About six months later, he's walking with a cane. And about a year later, he's fully better. My dad, uh, then as Ian is, my dad, uh, Ian convinces my dad to go to chiropractic college. My dad becomes a chiropractor, starts falling around. Uh, Jimmy Gregg, John Hoffman, and Ian Grassham, those become my dad's three, three mentors. Dr. Jimmy Gregg introduces my dad to my mother, who was at a chiropractic show with her dad, who was a chiropractor running his office. So my parents get married, uh, they have us kids, and then my brother becomes a chiropractor. So we have three generations of chiropractors, my brother, my dad, my mom's father, so my grandfather on my mom's side, my dad's brother's a chiropractor, my mom's sister's a chiropractor, my grandfather's uh, brother is uh, one of the founding member of, members of Life University. We married into chiropractic family, Just so aunts awesome. and cousins. Just yeah, awesome, so, so, I mean, I grew up going to DE seminars. Like that's what I grew up in. And so I grew up in chiropractic. I wouldn't be here. I probably sat through a thousand um, uh, of my dad's talks uh, at night. And so I uh, just grew up in it. I used to move people around in, in the office and went the finance and tech route. And um, about 10 years ago, my brother approached us. He was seeing about a thousand a week. He was doing, you know, about 120,000 a month in credit cards. And his staff was pulling their hair out, trying to manage these credit card payments and these auto debits and recurrings and things like that. And so uh, as a payments company, we decided, you know, we can try and plug all this technology in, but none of it ever worked. And so we decided to build our own platform in 2013, uh, specifically for chiropractors. And that's what we did. It was built completely around building automation and efficiencies within the clinic. Because, you know, when Dr. Ian was adjusting my dad, Dr. Ian was focused on the payment then his mind isn't fully on healing that patient and the adjustment, right? And so we want the doctors focused on the adjustment and we'll kind of make sure hand, we'll make sure we're handling the payments at the front desk properly. Whether you have staff turnover or whatever the case may be, we wanna automate that 
uh, where no manual hands are having to touch certain things where they don't need to be. So good. You know, um, I was, we, you and I, before uh, we jumped onto this interview, we were talking about, we're both in the Ultimate Achievers Club and UAC. We were down in Cabo last week and actually your name came up. In fact, Florida Services came up and there was a bunch of people like, oh yeah, no, it's awesome. What a great service. We really love it. So it was, it was great to sort of get that. Um, no, nobody was asking, people were offering. So it was great to hear that. Um, but then somebody made a comment. It's like, man, I'm envious. That seems like such an easy business. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm like, you got to understand something, man. <laughs> Every business looks like an easy business from the outside. They're like, yeah, you know, it seems like, you know, all you're doing is trying to get better rates. And, I, and I'm like, yeah, chiropractors, they'll think about it that way. You know, it's really short-sighted to be able to say, man, all you do is shop rates and you move around from merchant service to merchant service. And, you know, at the end of the day, I know that I know that there's so much more to it than that. That quickly becomes a race to the bottom, you know, not just like, hey, can mm -hmm. I get the cheapest price? But you're also saying, hey, can I buy the worst service and support, et cetera? So you know, it, it, here it is, man. This is your chance. Differentiate it, you know, defend yourself here. It's like I, I, I was poolside trying to defend you, but uh, I'd love to hear it right from you, man. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a couple of ways to look at it. So one, you know, one of the things I always say is where we are often automating many areas of our life. And then I talk to an office and they want to go backwards in automation when it comes to their payments because they're looking to save 10, 50 bucks, 100 bucks a month, right? We are very competitive in our rates anyway. I had a doc recently that he was shopping and it was it was a 20 like $7 difference. And I was like, you're going to go to a system that's not integrated with your EHR because we're integrated into most of the Cairo EHRs. And you're going to lose all this functionality over $27. It's like saying you're going to stop using Uber Eats because of the delivery fee. And you're going to drive 27 minutes there and 27 minutes back to go pick something up instead of doing an income producing activity during that time, right? <laughs> it, it's a waste. And so that's what we're built here to do, right? So one, we have very competitive rates. We'll look at your statement. And if we aren't beating your rates, I bet we're very, very close. And even if we're not beating your rates, our technology and the automation behind that is going to do it, right? So from the things of, you know, storing cards, nicknaming the cards, so when the patient's standing in front of you, you're, you're telling them, oh, I can run your HSA card or your care plan card or sharing cards across family members, or splitting payments with one button, where you run a single payment, but it posts to multiple patient ledgers, whether that be a one-time or recurring payment. The way you can edit recurring payments in our system in one click, it's not delete the recurring, run a one-time payment, set up the recurring. Now you have minutes, and now you have uh, um, steps that a team member could miss, and then we'll miss a payment, up. get it. Yes, and, and which happens all the time. Um, we have our auto decline email that goes out. So when a recurring declines, we're automatically sending an email to the patient to collect the payment and use that card going forward. Um, you can store a card, even though you've only maybe swiped the card and run a transaction, you can run transactions from previous transactions. Um, you can run payments on your website. Like we have a, a, um, an app for the system. We're getting ready to load inventory into our system. So a full inventory management um, the list goes on. I, you really, in my opinion, cannot compete with us I in terms it. of what we do, right? It's, it's, we are very specific. We're very vertical driven in our business. And there's a lot of people that do payments, but there's not a lot of people that do payments in chiropractic and there's almost none that do it well. Right. And so, um, and you've reversed really engineer this from a chiropractor's perspective to set this thing up properly, which is why I fell in love with Fortis out of the gates. Right. So the idea, I knew that it was a, really a chiropractor behind the, or at least had a voice in how this program was designed specifically for chiropractors. And 
you know, with that kind of insight as opposed to a workaround or yeah, hey, luckily we just do it this way and it happens to work out for chiropractors, which so often is the case. So uh, man, exactly. as CEOs, we're always looking for leverage, right? So that's what CEOs do, you know, so we've got limited resources, time, energy, focus, and money. And if I can use my money to buy your time, energy, and focus and buy back my time, energy, and focus. So like I can see, like I say, I can do something that's more uh, of a highly leveraged of, um, time for me, where I'm using my unique skills and things that I'm uniquely called to do. And I'm probably going to make a thousand times more uh, doing that. I'm all for it. So I appreciate that, man. Um, I used to think it was all just about like, how can I get this type of service the cheapest? But what I recognize is that, you know, it can be really short-sighted and you create so much angst or challenge in the, on the front, on the back end of that, right? So there's no faster way to screw up a relationship than screw up people's money. So this has to be handled accurately and elegantly. And I've seen that with Fortis and the, the way you guys run the business and how the service is innately. Yeah. And just one thing to say to that is, you know, we're not just a small company. So, you know, this last year we ran over 14 billion in credit card payments as a company. Um, and so we are, we have the luxury of being what we call like, we are more a, a medium sized company, right? We're not a huge payments company running a hundred billion dollars, but we're a large payments company. We're running 14 billion a year in credit card volume. We're running uh, this year, we should break a billion dollars in chiropractic credit card payments alone. Amazing. And and we have our own dedicated tech team uh, to building out Cairo features. So we are constantly improving the system. So it's not like, oh, you pay this monthly fee and then all of a sudden uh, the system just is what it is or they're focused on other industry verticals. I have my own team constantly building out new features specifically in the Cairo space. So you get the advantages of a big company, but the uniqueness of a boutique company that is geared specifically towards what you're doing. So good, man. I think um, the way we handle people's accounts, how their money's, their transactions, and we make it easier for people to stay under regular chiropractic care and finances is a big part of that. Um, and retention, this is a this is a big plus in the, or a check in the plus column for retention when it comes to how to handle the patient accounts, payments, services, et cetera. So I'm sold, man. Uh, how do people learn more? How do we get in touch with you? Yeah, you can go to Cairo, uh, or sorry, uh, Fortis. Uh, fortispayments.com, um, or you can reach us at 855-465-9999, or you can email us at Cairo, just C-H-I-R-O, at fortispayments.com. Awesome. I'll put all of that information in the show notes. Jonathan, I appreciate you. Jonathan Macleese from Fortis. Uh, appreciate you, buddy. Thanks for uh, making it easier for our people to help more people. So uh, I appreciate you, brother. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Remember, what the world needs now is chiropractic. And what chiropractic needs now is more successful chiropractors. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, share with a friend, and leave us a review. And if you'd like to connect with us personally, direct message us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Now go and be remarkable.